What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Jeremy, before we start, is there anything you want to say that opens up your week talking about these stories? I don't know. No, I, I don't have much to say about anything, Joel. We're off to a banner start. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's time for your Saturday fun. It's time for Newsworthy. It's a very special show because Jeremy Lambert's here. Jeremy, how are you? I'm here every week. Does that mean every week this show is special? I mean, I agree with that, but is that what you're, you're getting at here? Yeah, I'm implying that every week that we get to sit down and talk about the news, it's a special thing to do. No, I have to talk to you. That sucks. You know, it doesn't suck. Leaving a thumbs up on this video. Hmm? Hmm? Do that thing. And maybe uh, a comment as well if you're hanging out with us. Because if you didn't know, anything helps get us into your friends' eyes and ears here at youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Jeremy, we had one hell of a week of news stories there's a big show tonight, or I guess this afternoon, really, in Saudi Arabia for WWE. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what came through the news this week, and some of it is pertinent to that. Are you ready to go? Let's do this, Joel Pearl. Wonderful. Five stories on the clock. As always, they either flew onto your newsfeed and stuck around, or they just flew right by. Number five, Matt Cardona. Without Z True Long Island story, there would be no BTE and no AEW. Cardona on, well, you guessed it, Sam Roberts, not Sam Wrestling. We love Sam Roberts here on Newsworthy. We do, because he does a damn good job when he interviews these guys. And uh, that's one hell of a headline to write, and that's one hell of a quote to give, because saying he's responsible for AEW, interesting. Let's talk about it. Oh, bless Matt Cardona. He knows what the fuck he's doing with this stuff. He completely trolled on this uh, on this quote. Like the fact that he even he was like, "Oh wait, hold on, let me try that again." Like take two on this. We're live, pal. Like he knew what he was gonna say. He knew that it would be a headline. He even says, "Like there you go, clickbait headline." Sean Ross Sapp's gonna run with that. Of course, Cardona doesn't read the fucking bylines to know that Sean Ross Sapp doesn't write any headlines. Now, I write them all but he knew what he was doing with this and i like matt cardona for that whatever you know promote yourself get yourself out there we're gonna run some of this stuff the guy cardona jericho these guys know what they're doing when they're giving these these headline quotes here so good on you matt cardona appreciate the easy article content he knows everything but who to credit for the damn headline yeah credit jeremy lambert give him his flowers one but day don't one day, socials, though. no, please don't. One day, one of these wrestlers are gonna, they're gonna give me a shout out in one of these interviews. They're gonna say some nonsensical headline and be like, run with that, Jeremy Lambert, fightful. Let me see that blow up the fightful Twitter account. They're gonna do it. And then that's when I'll retire. I'll, I'll say, thanks for the cheese. I'm out. Peace. Whatever Conor McGregor said the, the first time he retired. You've got a full length, like, prepared statement just ready to go on socials is sitting in the drafts i know it somebody's gonna do it somebody's gonna give me that shout out they're gonna read the byline and 
and and they're gonna they're gonna give me a nice little clickbait headline that I that I can run just for them. And I'll do it. I got no problem running these headlines. I, I try my best not to, as I call, it, I call it headline bait. Uh, I try my best not to do actual clickbait, but I, I will I will do it. If they give me something and then they're like, hey, clickbait that, I'll be like, all right, all right, pal, you want it, you got it. So going beyond the quote, does Matt Cardona make a good point? I mean, without the extreme part where he says, I'm responsible for AEW. I'm, is there is there any truth to the to the idea that like vlogging in wrestling really took off with Z True, True Long Island story? I think a lot of people credit Cardona for that, right? I was listening to Matt Hardy's podcast today. Shout out to uh, him and John Alba. Um, I was listening to his podcast today, and they they brought it up. And even Hardy like gave him some credit, and then he mentioned the Hardy Show, which which they were doing as well. Um, but I think a lot of people credit Cardona for that because that was the first thing that like really hit where like he was doing skits and bits and everything and like trying to trying to get get himself over there's legitimately a, a, a bit that he does where he's like hopping over trying a to fence, hop fence. That's yeah right. he's like i'm trying to get over brother uh so yeah like he was kind of the first person to do it and like it worked to an extent he got over online and then like it translated in arenas and then they just cut it off because that's what they do but yeah i i do think cardona is credited for that by a lot of fans and by a lot of wrestlers as well as he should like he was the he was the first person to really take that and and really run with it and now like everyone has a vlog and it's not just a let's vlog and do travel like being the elite started is just like hey let's do a travel vlog and then it became more like skits and bits and and let's do lore and storylines and stuff but now like everyone just has some sort of vlog and sometimes it is just you know ethan page has his toy hunt vlog sometimes it's just something like that sometimes it's like an interview type of vlog type thing and other times it is let's just do a bunch of bits on here and and like try to get ourselves over and pop ourselves with this you know what i'm all for it as long as it's entertaining i'm all for creative people doing creative things and yeah and i agree with everything you say a lot of a lot of wrestlers take their influence from Z True Long Island story. Every time I say it, I gotta like stop myself because I want to <laughs> say Z True Long Island Ice Tea, but uh, <laughs> not the case. Z yeah. True Long Island story. Uh, let's move on. Number four, Cole Cabana reflects on Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor match against Anthony Henry. Cole Cabana appeared on Captain's Corner, is doing a signing, and had uh, a bit to say about his Ring of Honor experience at Death Before Dishonor, opening up the show for Zero Hour against Anthony Henry, the first first match on that card, as people were filing in, as he said. Talk to me about this article. So Cole Cabana is in the news this week. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, this interview, or this like signing, was actually like two weeks ago, and... Um, yeah, I, I just I, I missed it. I didn't check check uh, Captain's Corner. So, but I went back. And I saw like no one had really covered it or anything. I was like, well, may as well check it out and see see what's happening here. I figured he didn't say anything uh, newsworthy when it came to you know CM Punk situation or anything like that. But I figured, hey, let's let's see what was said. And then he did talk about the ROH match, and you can hear like the disappointment that he was just like the first match on the show. No one was really there. Didn't get much of a reaction because no one was really there. Like you could really hear the disappointment in his voice. And like, that's obviously not going to translate to text. You, you cannot read tone and, and stuff 
through text. But if you listen to it, you can tell he's like, oh man, like it, it felt like he was questioning his his role on that show and just being the opening match against Anthony Henry. He probably had every right to, uh, considering the circumstances surrounding why he was in ROH and everything. And then he talked a little bit about Final Battle and was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be on it. Don't really know anything. He legitimately cuts off the interview. He's like, before you ask, I don't know what's going on with ROH. Like, I know what your next question is. Don't ask me. Don't know if I'm going to be on Final Battle. No idea. Um, and again, this is th- this was a few weeks ago. I'd imagine he probably did not even know about his dynamite appearance when the at the time this was recorded. He certainly he probably still doesn't know about Final Battle. Who knows? But yeah, I it was interesting because it was Cole Cabana talking. I didn't realize it was going to be as timely as it ended up being. I think I ran this on Tuesday, and then everything happened on uh, Wednesday with Colt. So I certainly didn't expect him to be in the news much this week. I just thought it was a, Oh, because there he'd been in the news regarding the punk stuff and just ROH in general. I thought it was worthwhile running and it was a pretty evergreen thing of like, let me talk about this match that happened three, four months ago. Uh, yeah, it was nice, nice little quote by, by Colt. And now we'll, we'll, we'll see if he's on final battle after we saw him on Wednesday. Colt Cabana versus Samoa Joe for the television title. I mean, we might see it. Probably not. I I guess they're doing. We just saw Cage and Joe. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I guess they do a rematch. I have no I idea. Don't they, I don't think they know either. But I, anyway, I it's, that's just what it is. It's good to see Cole Cabana, and it's nice to see us talking about Cole Cabana. Let's move on. Number three, Jake Manning says he's dealing with minimal CTE. Has wrestled with a torn ACL for two years. Oh my god! I read this article, Jeremy. <laughs> Jake Manning speaking to David Baker on the I Did This Instead of Killing Myself show. Hell of a name. Hell of a name for a show, <laughs> podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, talking about having a torn ACL, talking about not being able to take time off because it costs so much money, and then talking about CTE and his stand-up comedy career. Jake Manning on I Did This Instead of Killing Myself. Again, hell of a name. Talk to me. Uh, so Jake Manning works in the, he's an independent wrestler, but he works in the AEW like merchandising department. Uh, so I listened to this because I wanted to see if he just said anything about that. I knew, like, I guess Jake Manning does like comedy and stuff as well. Uh, he does like stand up comedy. So I didn't really, I didn't know that until I listened to this. So good on him. And David Baker, I, I think he's a comedian as, as well. Cause I talked a little bit about it. Very long interview. It was very like insightful. It, it probably not something i'm listening to unless you know it it involves a pro wrestler uh but good interview i actually became a bigger fan of jake manning coming out of this i found him like pretty funny and uh pretty pretty engaging and if you haven't watched him wrestle or anything he does like the the man scout character and everything uh so if you haven't seen him go check out jake manning there wasn't like a whole lot to this and the the guy did the interview with like clearly not a wrestling fan didn't know anything so it was a lot of like oh this is what i kind of do now a lot of cliches and not really much of stories but at the end of the podcast he does give this story about wrestling with a torn acl for two years because he tore it and then it was gonna cost him like three thousand dollars to get fixed and he's like well i didn't have three thousand dollars at the time so I'm just going to make a couple of towns and wrestle with it, see what happens. And then, then I'll get it fixed. And then he wrestled with it and he found out, Hey, this isn't so bad. I'm just going to keep wrestling with my torn ACL. So I kept it and he's like, all right, like it's fine. Like 
I'm able to get through. I He wears a brace. He knows how to take certain moves and do certain things. It's not going to make it worse for him. So, hey, look, if he can get by doing it, good on him, I guess. Uh, and then at the, he talks about like his knee and everything. He's like, so yeah, my knee's fucked and very minimal CTE, he says. I'm like, I don't know if there is minimal CTE, but uh, sure, minimal CTE. And he, he explains how he how he how he knew of like yeah i recorded a comedy set and i record all my sets on thursday and then monday like i did it again and like it just sucked it was completely different it was fucked and i watched that back and i realized oh i was slurring my words and stuff he's like oh i know why it's because i did a wrestling match over the weekend where we bashed each other's brains in and so things weren't good there you don't hear wrestlers talk about cte and stuff uh like ever like what dealing with it um the 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 few except like if somebody suffers a concussion then they they'll report it we just saw hangman page like they'll report kind of that Nowinski tries to bring bring things to light and danielson talks about it because that's like a big chunk of his career a big part of his story Otherwise, you just don't talk about wrestlers being like, yeah, I've suffered a concussion here. My memory's fucked here. People will say, like, I've been hit in the head a lot and everything, but no one has just been like, this is what's happening to me. This is what I'm dealing with. I thought it was very honest. Uh, I, I know that, like, it, it wasn't super picked up or or anything, which I understand. Jake Manning, a lot of people probably haven't heard of him, uh, but... I found I found this to just be a very honest d- discussion, and yeah, that's that's really it. I was really I was really engaged by their conversation. So I did a little digging, and uh, the reason why Manning was on the podcast because of the comedy. This is very much a, a yeah. comedian heavy yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah, that's I knew that I knew that part. Yeah, so I guess uh, I guess they found each other through the comedy sphere and. Yeah, very, very interesting conversation between a baker or backer. It's two K's in his name uh, and Jake Manning. Uh, I also didn't know about the AEW merchandise department work for for Jake Manning. But uh, uh, if that's a way that you can, you know, take some time, make some money and possibly keel up, then great. Wonderful. He just he just wrestled. Uh, he does independent stuff, but he just wrestled on dark. Not too not too long ago. He was, he was yeah. in like a six man tag. Yeah, so there you go, and that's also a good way to to get on TV and not be too uh, not be too hardworking on a singles circuit. So it works. But a very very interesting interview, very interesting uh, article here on Jake Manning on that on that show. Ridiculous. Shall yeah, we move just on? insane, just insane that this man's like, yeah, I got minimal CTE. Like, okay, I thought this was going to be like all right, putting on my my news brain a little bit here sure i thought this is going to be a much bigger deal and and one thing i have and maybe it's not because it's it's jake manning and he's just not he's not super relevant in the world of wrestling like we wrestling is already very niche like there's niches to niches to niches of of wrestling and if jake manning says something like this it's not super important whereas you know if if uh, the, Kenny Omega comes out and says this, that's picked up by everybody, right? Everybody's running. Oh, Kenny Omega has this. Jake Manning says it. it's like, oh, not that big of a deal. This is where my brain works differently than the vast majority when it comes to like consuming content and stuff. Is like, I I hear this, I do the article, and I'm thinking, what's the big deal? Like this wrestler is openly talking about it, and then like 
95% of the websites are just like, yeah, we're just going to, even though we aggregate a good chunk of what Fightful does, we're not going to really worry about aggregating this one. Like who really cares? We're not going to get clicks off of Jake man. And like, I get it. You ain't getting clicks off of Jake Manning. Like they, I, I, we were talking off air of like the stories and stuff. Like I was sort of proud of the different stuff that I covered this week. Nina Samuels was a, a big interview with Taylor Wilde. Zaya Brookside, she was on with, with busted open. And I understand that like, those are probably getting like 10 clicks because they're former NXT UK people and like NXT UK ain't a thing anymore. And even when it was, wasn't that big of a deal. And they certainly were not like former champions or anything. This is, this is a, this is another lesson to, to potential news writers out there. Cover as much as you can cover the under the radar stuff that, Hey, it might only get 10 clicks or whatever this certainly helps if you're not paid by clicks or anything if you're paid by clicks don't cover any of this shit because you, you won't make any money uh but cover cover this minor stuff that other people aren't looking at because people aren't going to cover jake manning interviews they're going to listen to renee they're going to listen to jericho they're, they're going to listen to the the big time podcast that do the big time interviews and they're going to cover that but everybody does that find the stuff that people aren't searching for cover that and that's a way to stand out. See, this is why you got to watch this show full through, not just not just fast forward, because Jeremy will give you that intel and that info at any moment's notice, even like 15 <laughs> minutes into the show. That's what we do here. Let's move on. Number two, Fight co-founder discusses GCW joining Fight Plus, says GCW is committed to 75 shows a year. Uh, we we had the announcement made through Sean Ross App and his interview with Brett Lauderdale earlier this week. That GCW is going to air on Fight Plus as part of their subscription service. Uh, you can find a ton of other events on Fight Plus and other promotions. And so the co-founder of Fight, Michael Weber, was talking to Josh Nason on Punch Out, had a lot to say about the GCW deal, about really just giving color to the deal itself. So talk to me about it. This is a, a big deal right now with Fight Plus and GCW. Uh, first, I really, I really like Josh Nason. Um, don't never, never talk to him. Never had like conversation. Uh, I don't even think like on Twitter or anything. I'm not even sure we follow each other, but I like his show. Uh, he had JD Drake on a couple weeks ago. Great interview with, with JD Drake. And then, yeah, he has Mike Weber on, um, a really good interview with, with Mike Weber. And, you know, everybody talked to Lauderdale. Lauderdale did a couple of interviews, Sean being one of them. And what, what's hilarious is, you know, GCW like Monday night is like, we got a big announcement on our future. And I quote tweeted that. I was like, Hey, DM me the story so I can pre-write it. Uh, and people were like DMing me different stuff. Uh, like when it happened, like, I don't know if you saw it, but here's what happened. And, and then like, I was like, yeah, like by the time I quote tweeted, like DM me the scoop so I could pre-write the story. I'd already pre-written the story because Sean had already interviewed Lauderdale by this point. Um, so I, I actually had that one pre-written. Uh, but everyone's talking about that. Sometimes the bit works. Just yeah. putting it out there. Sometimes the yeah. bit does work. Yeah, it does. Um, so I already had that one pre-written. But like people talked to Lauderdale. He talked to like ES or not ESPN, uh, Sports Illustrated and another outlet or two as well. But this is the first, as far as I see, and the only like interview with the the fight side of things and it's a pretty big deal at least to me like when it comes to like the independent scene gcw you would is the biggest independent promotion out there potentially even depending on how you want to look at things the third brand in america um so them going from 
their current model with singular events, bundle packages to the subscription model was a pretty big change, not only for them, but for fight as well, because for fight, you're thinking, all right, well, here's even, even the, uh, Mike Weber says it. We have, um, like a thousand people buy each GCW show. So you're looking at a thousand people at like 1399 a pop or whatever it is. And GCW is running a lot of fucking events. Like that's a decent chunk of money coming in. He says like GCW does well for this. So now they're going to the subscription model, which now you got to hit like a certain number on the subscription model to make it line up with, uh, to make it even with how many people were buying the singular events. And they clearly felt confident of like, yeah, this, this will work for us. GCW felt confident of like, all right, we're still getting paid a good amount of money to do these shows and everything. But I think the bigger thing was with fight of like, they felt confident that GCW would boost it enough to be like, they're going to be part of our subscription package. And that's gonna, anything that is offset by losing the singular buys, it'll, it'll be made up for by how many people will get the subscription package. So I thought it was just good insight from, from him on why they decided to do the deal from like their side of things. And yeah, he says like they're committed to 75 events. They'll probably do upwards of 85, you know, GCW runs a shit ton of events. So I, I thought it was a good insight from Mike Weber who fight TV. This is a big, this is a big deal for, for them to go with this fight plus subscription. This is a big get. So um, for people like me who sometimes look at fight uh, and, and also for, for most people who know, I, um, I go to Greektown Wrestling in Toronto and I bring back some interviews and things like that. Greektown is available on Fight Plus, which is a yeah. recent addition. And when they did that, I was like, what the hell is Fight Plus? Like, I know the traditional Fight TV model, but I was starting to kind of look into Fight Plus, but I never really committed to it because I was like, okay, there's one promotion that I would watch. And to be honest, I'm always in the crowd for it. So what does it matter to me? Now, seeing them add GCW, uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver, Black Label Pro is moving over there. They're starting to get some some bigger independent wrestling names and putting more investment behind the, the brand of Fight Plus uh, and the service that it definitely turns a corner, at least for my interest, in watching more wrestling uh, on Fight Plus. So I think it's a really, really, really big deal and a really big opportunity for them as well. So I first sort of learned of Fight Plus. I was looking for the House of Glory show. Um with the Briscoes against Dark Order, because we talked about it on an episode of Spotlight. And I was like, where where can I find this show? I knew it was on Fight. I was like, oh, I'll just like look at the replay on Fight or something and see like, if we can get access. I saw it was like only accessible through Fight Plus. And I was like, the hell? Huh? Okay. Sure. And that's I was like five bucks a month. I was like, well, I'm just going to sign up for this because it's five bucks a month. And I'll just send that to Jimmy Van. He can he can uh, give me invoice that one. Uh, that'd be fine. Uh, so... I was like, yeah, I'll just sign up for this so I can watch this show, watch this match. And House of Glory is a big, like a big indie as well. They get like Nate, like get Briscoes and Dark Order were on this show. They just had Shingo and Loki on a fucking show. Uh, Kenta is on their next show. Like House of Glory gets some top names. You got Black Label on on Fight Plus, GCW. Now you mentioned Greek Town, um, AIW. That that's local here in Ohio. Like they got some good stuff and pro wrestling revolver is, is on theirs now they get swerve all the time on their show that's callahan's promotion sammy callahan like they yep. got some good stuff on fight plus jensen and i talked about that a lot on the spotlight this week but yeah five bucks a month that's a good deal and i liked hearing from uh the the coo side of it, mike weber side of things because it seemed like fight was doing pretty well with hey let's charge for these singular events but they found that they could do even better with a subscription service. So we'll see how it works. I imagine it, it's probably going to work out pretty well for them. 
hypothetically, it's a win for them and also for fans because five bucks a month for um, a la carte experience or for a full wrestling experience versus paying sorry paying a la carte doesn't work as well as paying for a subscription that gets you everyone is what i was trying to say for five bucks i'd rather do that than shelling out 15 20 30 per event so uh, this this is a really good deal Uh, i'm excited for it so we'll see what fight plus brings and who else they bring on board as well let's move on number one logan paul Logan Paul has a match this afternoon in Saudi Arabia against Roman He's the Reigns. champion. By the time some people listen to this, Logan Paul right. is the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Jake Paul holding his hand up high and then turning on his brother. Who knew? WrestleMania, Battle of the Pauls. Logan Paul, I acknowledge it's ridiculous. I'm going for the title in my third match. Logan Paul was on the Timbo Sugar Show with Tim Welch and Sean O'Malley. Uh, spoiler alert, it's a very long show, so if you have an hour and a half to watch, go ahead. But he had quite a few things to say about his upcoming match in Saudi Arabia against Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. Talk to me about this. Why'd you pick this article? And it's number one because Logan Paul is very uh, very prevalent, especially this weekend in wrestling. Uh, Logan Paul's done a lot of media for, for Crown Jewel, and like good, you know, good. They, they recognize that he has a certain uh, appeal to a larger audience, so it's like, hey, Get him out there, have him do a bunch of media. Hopefully that attracts uh, his fan base or just new fans and things like that. When you have somebody like him, you should be pushing him to do a bunch of media. And he's clearly like fine with doing all this media. So the Sean O'Malley interview was very under the radar. Uh, I didn't even know Sean O'Malley had a podcast, but I probably should have assumed he had a podcast. Uh, he's a UFC fighter for for those who, who may not know who Sean O'Malley is. Um so yeah, he had Logan Paul on on his podcast, and as you said, very long interview. It was good. Like there, there was some interesting little tidbits and stuff in there. Logan Paul was very the, the WWE talk wasn't too too much. It was more like all over the place and, and more free flowing and everything. Uh, Logan Paul had like nice things to say about Rey Mysterio as well, putting him over as a legend and everything. So like it was a very good interview. Uh, but Sean O'Malley asked, or maybe it was well Tim Welsh who asked. One of them asked, like, how do you think like people in the locker room feel about you just coming in and like getting this title match, getting this big match, getting this big opportunity, like right off the bat here, third match. And Logan's like, well, I kind of just keep to myself. He, he said he's very, he's just, just somebody who like, just comes in, keeps to himself, doesn't like interact with a lot of people that I kind of just keep to myself. He's like, I imagine like some people might not be too happy about it. And then he's like, yeah, even I acknowledge that, like it's pretty ridiculous. He was not in like full. He was at afterwards when he's like, oh, I also I don't acknowledge Roman Reigns. I'm going to kick the shit out of him. Uh, he wasn't like full promoter mode of like, you know what? Fuck, who cares what they think? Like, I'm a bigger star than all these guys. Like, I'm going to come in and this they should be building around me or whatever. He kind of humble in his response here until he did go promoter mode with, with Roman Reigns, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I he acknowledges it, which a lot of people have said this is stupid that Logan Paul gets a title match in his third match. And even Logan Paul agrees with you. Triple H touched on it in an interview with ESPN and is like, look, Logan is going to bring more eyeballs. And in turn, that just brings more eyeballs to the product overall. There's a long-term gain to be had by this, but we hear it. We see it all the time. We see it and hear it all the time when it comes to like celebrities and wrestling of like, you're taking away a spot from somebody. Oh, we Damien priest could have challenged for the title at crown jewel he took away damian priest spot in this match or whoever the fuck they you want to matt riddle 
this could have been his match, whoever you want to throw out there. It's like, Logan Paul is just going to bring more eyeballs than that stuff. But it was nice that he was like, yeah, it's, it's sort of ridiculous, but here we are. We're doing it and I'm here to help. I think Logan Paul has been great throughout this, this entire process of being involved in WWE. I think he has the right attitude, the right mindset. And plenty of wrestlers have, have said this. Roman Reigns has said it. You know, Shawn Michaels is working with him. Triple H has said it. Like a lot of people have said it that like he's got the right attitude. He's got the right mindset. We understand his value. He understands the value we have. This is a very good partnership. And I thought it was great in this interview as well. I understand how easy it is to dislike the Paul brothers. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand entirely. However, I will never undercut their their drive and how much they put into what they do. Like they give a shit when they box, when they fight, when they wrestle, whatever it is, they they seemingly put 110% into it. It's not always perfect, but like they do really well and people gravitate towards them as entertainers, as performers, as boxers, whatever. Uh so yeah, this match Listen, it, it, it's happening in Saudi. It's very like nobody is questioning whether or not this is a, a good match or a fun match, or whatever. Nobody should be questioning like the whole part timer thing either. Because, like Triple H said, it's just more eyes and more opportunities. That's all this is. The, yeah. We're just killing time till WrestleMania, Jeremy. That's all we're doing. <laughs> nah, it's a War Games. War Games is coming up at the end of the month, I think, right? That's when that is. Yeah, but let's face it, if Roman's in the in the cage, he ain't dropping a title then either. My it's gonna be the Paul brothers. Logan Paul's the champion coming out of this. It's gonna be Paul versus Paul heading yeah. into war games. Oh, I thought it was gonna be the Paul brothers with Roman Reigns and the Usos against whoever else on the other side. No, you the Paul brothers are you. suddenly gonna work with Roman and the bloodline. You just said Jake turned on Logan. Get your own booking correct, Joel. Listen, I hate these guys, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. I hate these guys. They're wastes of my television time. Yeah, that's, I'm just going to 180 everything. That's how we're going to do it. You you got to get your booking in line, Joel Pearl. I do that on Thursdays when I talk about Impact on the main channel. Jeremy, I have some breaking news for you. Enjoy uh, the Bengals-Panthers game with Sean Ross Sapp. Oh, did he tweet it? He did. Uh, yeah. So I want to talk about this. Um, so here, here's what happened. Uh, where did he tweet this at? Oh, I see it. Oh, he didn't it's tag on, me. It's on there. No, he didn't. He, I don't do it either because yeah. I just want you people to find it. Nah, I don't like doing that. So what, my buddy uh, texted me. He's like, I'm going to the Bengals Panthers game uh, the, this Sunday. It's in Cincinnati tomorrow. He texts me and I'm like, He's like, do you, like, does anybody want to come? Because I, I live sort of close, and then we have another friend who lives sort of close as well. Doesn't mind you, doesn't like offer tickets. He's like, I'm going if you guys want to do like a meetup or something. I was like, ah, I'll see what I can do. Um, and I, I got a wife. I got a wife now. We we have we have uh, kids, have stepchildren, everything. A little difficult to swing this on short notice. Wife very gracious. She's like, look, I don't know if I can be able to go, but. Uh, you know, if, if you want to go, go for it. So Sean was on day after dynamite and I'm just on air. I'm just like, Sean, what are you doing on Sunday? And he's like, I was thinking about going to the Bengals and Panthers games. So like, I was thinking about going as well. Uh, and then, so we got to talking. He told me to, I asked him, I was like, Hey, are you going to go to the game? He's like, well, you're a journalist. You need to figure that out. Do some journalism things. So I, I messaged a second source close to Sean Ross Staff, And I said, Hey, 
Sean going to the game. We got it all sorted out. And yeah, I'm going to hang out with Sean Ross out tomorrow. He's going to bully me because the Bengals are much better than the Panthers. Going to make my life miserable, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I don't know if fun is the operative word that I would use. Nah, uh, we'll have a good time. I'm sure you will. Enjoy the game. I hope that both of your teams have fun. And I hope that they both engage in um, sportsmanlike conduct. Let's get out of sure. here. Jeremy, plug the stuff. Uh, FightfulOverbooked.com. You're here now. Stay here, please. Subscribe. Leave a thumbs up on the videos. A lot of good shit going on. Tim and Joel tomorrow. Tag Talk on Monday. Tuesday is FMC. That's our non-wrestling podcast if you like basketball and trashy reality television that's uh myself and sp3 uh the series which i'm very proud of i i realize that it's a very niche of a niche of a niche thing i've used that word a lot today i i, I know the oxford dictionary uh joel pearl you get that reference yeah. Yeah. keep talking <laughs> uh i, I realize it's a very niche thing but i'm very proud of it uh, i put a lot of work into it it's a basically cm punk's entire aew run because that looks like sorry it's to hear that so <laughs> so like if you enjoyed punk's aew run this is going to be the the deepest dive into it is at least from a match perspective that i think you'll find out there so you know support that please uh tell, tell me that i did great if you even if you don't listen to it or watch it or anything like that uh so yeah and then some other stuff coming up gauntlet we, we do that as well it's uh, some look back i just did one with uh garrett kidney impact historian uh, very good impact, by the way yeah impact impact legend uh dropping some impact and aj styles knowledge on on all on all y'all out there so watch that uh for for some classic aj Styles stuff from tna impact and just from the knowledge that that garrett kidney brings out there so yeah a lot of a lot of good stuff uh coexisting with rob and maggie that's every friday and i think that's like all of our weekly stuff basically don't follow Uh, me on twitter even though i'm very funny on twitter no but you can follow me if you really want to tim and joel by the way starting this week airs 10 a.m eastern on Sundays. Get ready for that. I know it's exciting. We took a time slot and we pushed it back just so that fewer people would watch us. That's what we really wanted to get out of this. Uh, and uh, what was the last thing I was going to tell y'all? Oh, um, Ella J and I are going to be filming something very soon that includes her awful, awful hot takes on Can you get Ella J to retract that mint and chocolate? Do not go together. I'm going to do my best. There are certain takes that she absolutely should be roasted for. We're going to take her to task. We're going to put her on trial, just like we did with that Louis Dangor guy once upon a time. We're going to do it again soon enough. But until then, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Cheers. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.